Hey, I'm Henry Rollins, and I've got a question for you. What does tough mean? They're growing up fast, they're growing up tough, they're giving back everything they never got as a pop. And if they want something, you're giving it up. If they want something, you're giving it up. This is Adam Briggs, or Briggs as he goes by. He's a rapper and a comedian. I'm spending the day with him in his hometown, Shepparton, in regional Victoria. So, like, anywhere there's a pub and a door, there's a fight. (laughs) I'm Henry Rollins, and this is Tough Conversations, an original podcast series with Mercedes-Benz X-Class. I've been to Australia many, many times, places like Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. But rarely do I get to a place like Shepparton. So I can't wait for Briggs to show me around. But first, coffee. This is my dude. Okay. Shingo, he's a, he's a Japanese dude. He lives here. This is his shop. Shingo, my man. Thank you, Thank dude. You. Hey, I'm Henry. Shingo. Nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> Thanks for the coffee. Good, good coffee. Yeah, man, he's really good. That's my dude. Briggs lives in Melbourne now, but he's back in Shepparton a lot to visit family and see friends. And as we drive around town, I get a real sense of what it would have been like for Briggs growing up here. That was my nan's house. Right that there. one right there? Yeah, that's where I spent most of my time. So when you go by that now, what do you what what do you think of it? Um, I just think about all the times with like all my cousins just hanging out and having fun. Like that was a two bedroom house that had about sixteen people in it. Like that's how that's how I lived. You know what I mean? That's how we all live. So that means you keep close to your own, if you will. Yeah. You know, we had that experience of of prejudice, racism, but we're in it together as a community. You know, right. as family. So you move through it as a family. Family and community, they come up a lot when I talk to Briggs. He's indigenous, a Yorta Yorta man. And to him, tough means survival. Just a heads up, this episode really is a tough conversation. If you or anyone you know needs help, please see the show notes for info on who you can contact. So... What was it like for Briggs growing up in a town like Shepparton? It's going to have to get... Like, Shepparton, being indigenous, kid growing up here, it's like, it's a pretty racist kind of town. And, like, it wasn't until I was older I was able to, to, to diagnose the symptoms of what a racist town looked like and what it was and how we were treated different. How did racism manifest itself when you were a kid? Is there like, was you getting fights at school? Yep. Things being said to you? Yep. You know, that was, that'll send you from, from zero to a hundred real yeah, quick. Sure. How do you think that socialized you? Um, most, even now I'm still really apprehensive. Yeah. About, I'm better and I'm, and I'm learning, but I was really, really apprehensive about, you know, about meeting new people. It sounds almost like a form of, of post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Where, you know, is. you live in the echo of what had happened to you before. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's the, it's the funny dude at the party who 
is the one that makes you the most nervous because he, he, you know, he's he's rifling through his his material, and you're just wondering when he's going to get to his races. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Because you figure it's got to be in there. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's you know coming. what I mean. Um, sounds to me like you had to be pretty tough growing up because like a big guy sometimes gets singled out like you know oh you're big guy what you think you're bad like no man I'm just trying to get to class like you're not looking for trouble but it's fine to you nonetheless and so I want to talk about toughness in your life you're a brown guy in a in a you know part of town where that might not be uh, always a good thing when did it occur to you that you had to be more when I was a when I was a kid, like mm. when I was ten, hmm. that was something I understood that I had to do more to be the same, to be treated the same. I had to be extra. The everyday racism that Briggs encountered still encounters. I wanted to know more about that. Where does it come from? Like the guy at the party telling jokes about Aboriginal people, or getting called names on the street. What's with that? What do you think's behind that? Are, are, are you thinking that they're thinking they're tough because they can say these these words and come on hard to some guy who doesn't look like them? Like, what do you think's the motivation? Like, it's a lot of ignorance. It's a lack of education. Yeah. So the the, the dude on the street is is one guy. You know what I mean? And the racism in the everyday Australian is a reflection of the government. It's a reflection of Australia as a whole and its relationship with Indigenous Australians regarding acknowledgement, like true acknowledgement, and not lip service acknowledgement. Right. So let me let me ask you about this, and, and, and forgive my ignorance. Um, Australia Day. <laughs> what is it? What it is and what it means to you? It marks... You know, it, it marks the day of, of first settlement of, of Australia. And so, first settlement, you know, is obviously not a day that Indigenous people can celebrate. Right. And that celebration, again, is indicative of Australia's, you know, relationship with Indigenous people. You know, that's part of the dispossession. It's the ongoing exclusion. What's been the pushback against Australia Day amongst the citizenry of Australia? The responses normally get over it. It's, it's a dismissive response that says no. So Briggs hit back in the toughest way he knew how, with music. Under the banner AB Original, the album Reclaim Australia was released. It featured this song, January 26. I said, hey, Briggs, pick a date. Okay. You know what? Well, we can celebrate. For sure. But we can come together, yeah. talk about the weather, call that Australia Day. I said, how about March 8? That's a good one. And we can do it on your nan's grave. That bitch. We can piss up, piss on his face, get rid of and burn out like Mark Skates. What do you think should be done with Australia Day? They need to scrap it, change it. To celebrate Australia and include Indigenous Australians, there needs to be true acknowledgement and that day isn't a is not a true acknowledgement of of you know where we're at and also where we're going right you know we die you know 20 30 years before white australians we have the highest suicide rate the 
you know, way more susceptible to to drug abuse and alcohol, way more susceptible to, to mental health issues. All these different things factor in, you know, to our dispossession and, and you know, what takes away from from our, you know, from our experience. You know, they want to acknowledge dancing and and arts, but but the true acknowledgement is going to come when they start addressing, you know, the actual divide and the gaps that that we, you know, live with. Briggs is doing everything he can to keep issues like this on the public agenda, not just with his music, but with comedy too. So, comedy. Yeah. Because uh, you, you are a, a comedian and well known for it. Um, when did you find comedy and what does it mean to you as a vehicle? Comedy is like, it was another outlet from music. It was a different outlet. There was I found like there was less rules. I found like I could um, really explore, you know, more ideas and, and different ideas and, and, and deliver them um, in another way. And that was, that was something. But you know, it's striking me that for you it was more than an entertainment thing. It was a way for you to call people out and basically make socio-political commentary yeah. on your country, where you come from and what you've been through as, a, as an Aboriginal person. Yeah, for sure. And, it, you know, and you can reach, you can reach so many more people. Sure. You know what I mean? Through comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, and you're not adhered to, to confines of, of bars and the, the structure of music, right. which, you know, you make your own rules with music as well, but just being able to talk and speak, you know, without any kind of boundaries, that's when it's the, that's when it's the best stuff. I want to know what, this is you know, obviously just your personal opinion, but what do you think, if any, does a comedian have a responsibility to weigh in on social issues? Or is it incumbent upon you to flex that political muscle, you know, basically to make a political op-ed um, for, in part of your show? For me, it is. Like, like, I don't feel like... I don't feel like I can not say stuff. Like, my platform is my platform. Right. And it's very rare that an Indigenous person has my platform. Yeah. So I feel like it's on me, we'll go left, to, um, to make that happen. You know what I mean? To say something real and not waste my platform, you know, we get a limited amount of time and a limited amount of resources and then we'll go straight. Okay. This is pretty much where I grew up. Is like After driving around Shepparton like for a while, days. we pull into a place where Briggs spent a lot of time as a kid. It's his second home, really. The Rumbalara Football Club. So you're on this field practicing and playing. And here, we start talking about something we both share in common. For me, you know, tattooing, I wanted to customize my chassis, you know? I I didn't want to look like my dad. I didn't want to look like anyone I went to school with. I wanted to exclude myself. So no one looks like this. I just wanted to be different. And as I grew older, that became less important 
the exterior, it became more about what I can think and what I can do. Yeah. Don't look at me, just read me or listen to me. Yeah. Let me ask you, what does all this mean to you? On my arms, like that's my tribe, yoda yoda. You know, on my hands, I've got always was, always will be. And they, they all mean a little, little bits and pieces right. of something. But I'm at a point now where I don't feel like I need any more. Right. You, know you made I mean? your statement on the outside. Now yeah, it's more. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's like I don't have time. Like if I've got six hours to lay down and be tattooed, I've got six hours to write something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a whole other mindset I have. Like all this stuff is a, is a younger man's game. Right. For me, and I already look like this, so I don't need extra. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second. Big guy, rugged face, a lot of tattoos. For someone who might not know you. They might go, uh-oh, here comes trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm very aware about how I look. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this could be a scary situation sure. for someone who's crossing me in the street on the way back from work or if we're traveling down the same alley. So I want to kind of right. diffuse that. I'm overly polite. If I, especially if I see someone who, who I can sense they're nervous. Right. Like, if they've got in a lift <laughs> right. with me, I'll be like, what floor are you on? What button? Yeah, yeah, you, you have to depressed. diffuse the situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, now, let me ask you this. Was there a time when you weren't necessarily all that interested in diffusing it? Nah, yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's, a, it's that young man stuff when we were hanging out in the streets in Melbourne, you know, messing around, you know, drinking and doing dumb stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was never really, like, I was never super, super duper aggressive. It was always kind of playful, you know what I mean? But... You know, it, it always found us because of the kind of energy that a, a group of dudes like that yeah, can, sure. can well, put no, out. You, you, you know you, what I mean? You attract it. Maybe you're not aggressive because you've been through that. You've been put upon. You've had to like fight to get through school, to get through sports. As a young person, you know, in this in this town, yeah, even in this the industry, co this complexion, yeah. It's all about confrontation and fighting. You know you can do it, so you don't need to show it. Yeah, you know, I've got nothing to prove, man. Like, all that, to me, if we need to get to a level, you know, of, of violence, we're in the wrong situation. Yeah, and you have to see it as a failing on your part. Like, I yeah. should have logic this differently to get us away from, yeah. to not arrive here. Lately, like, I'm, I'm way more, you know, having less expectations of other people and focusing more on what my involvement is in this situation. And in a way, that's a different level of being tough, you know, tough on yourself and not depending on others, you yeah. know, like standing up for what's right when it's the hardest thing to do. And I feel like my community, you know, has that legacy, you know, sewn into its fabric. My people walked off the Kamragunja mission in 1939 with nowhere to go. That's a pretty tough thing to do. Yeah. This legacy of, of toughness and sacrifice, not just for yourself, but for your whole community. You know what I mean? That's what the real stuff is. That's what means the most. Because right. it's not just about yourself. That's what the real stuff is. And that's when you admire other people, when you see them do that? Yeah. The people who get back up and you know, think outside of their, you know, their circles sure. or themselves and, you know, bringing other people forward. 
and bringing other people up around you. For me, success was never about what I can get. It was about what I can get for my cousins and everyone else. I think it's really cool how how well you, you, you're motivated and informed by community. Because I just think that's such a great corner to come fighting out of because yeah. you're always on the right foot. Yeah. You, you well, can't wrong that. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm like, at any point I can always come back here yeah. because he, this is home. You know what I mean? Like, this is like my safety net. I jump like I don't have a safety net, but I really do. Like, it's my community. That was Mr. Adam Briggs talking to me from the football field he grew up on, where he learned that toughness is getting knocked down and getting right back up again. I'm Henry Rollins, and this is Tough Conversations with Mercedes-Benz X-Class, the evolution of tough. It has the Mercedes-Benz design you want with the durability and backbone you expect from a ute. Come for the ride and follow my journey at xclass.com.au. If this episode brought up any stuff for you, get in touch with Beyond Blue at beyondblue.org.au or in Australia on 1300 4636 If you're in an emergency or at immediate risk of harm to yourself or others, please contact emergency services on triple zero.